Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm Samira, and this is the Harvard Community from the Harvard Crimson. Today's tea party, our guests will talk about social life at Harvard. And yes, by social, I do mean night, party, festivities, if you may. But I also mean relationships, dating, and hookup culture. Our tea party guests will relay their experiences and opinions on this vital part of college life. Oh, wait, it, it looks like some of our guests are early today. Hi, my name is Rue. I am a sophomore who's supposed to be living in Kirkland. I take the She series and I am from San Francisco, but I'm currently living in Somerville, just kind of off campus. I'm North Peters, class of 23. I take the He series. I'll be living in Adams when I'm back on campus and I'm from Mystic, Connecticut. Thank you, Rue and North for joining us today. I hope you're ready to start spilling some tea. So Rue and North, you know, you've both had just one year on campus with social life. So how would you describe it to a first year? Oh, how would I describe it? Um, I think, I think it is fair to say it's kind of scary in the beginning, just because you are living in a new place. You're living with literally like a thousand people you've never met before. Like you're all coming from different areas. And like those first, like, I always say like the first half of fall semester is like, fake freshman year where like you, that's where like the anxieties happen and like you're just starting classes and you're not getting to know people um like really fully but you're learning like a little bit about a lot of different people um and I think that progresses throughout the fall and people start finding their grooves and a lot of social life I'd say is dictated by like just what classes you're in because those are the people you see most mm. often um and then around like comp I always call it comp season. I don't know if there's like an official term. Um, comp season. But that's the time I feel like where people, because you're looking at something you're really interested in, a lot of people find um, their people, like their friends. Um, and I think like a, something very common that happens at Harvard is people kind of find like their people in one area. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, I write for the newspaper and those are my friends and that's what I'm doing. Or like, I'm in Alpha Phi and like, that's what I'm doing and that's where my friends are. Um, and there isn't a ton of like intercircle mingling, but that just mm. progresses, I would say throughout the spring and kind of into like later times once you've like really felt comfortable with your foundation and now you're just kind of like meeting new people in different situations. Um, for me at least, I think it's really whatever you make it. Uh, I mean, obviously you're not gonna be able to get into none of those clubs or nothing like that, but, um, but um, honestly, if, if, you, if you get a good group of friends, you know, you can get in Boston, especially you got, I don't know if I'll have to say this, but if you, if you got a fake, you can pretty much do whatever you want, live like an adult in the city. Um, I mean, it's, it's a fun time. You don't need to be on campus all the time, but also being an athlete, there's mixtures and stuff usually on the weekends, so it's pretty fun in that aspect. So I had a good time. All right, now let's travel back in time a little bit. Not back to the future, but actually back to the past. <laughs> Think about when you were first coming into Harvard. Um, what were some of your expectations for social life? I kind of expected it to be like what people describe summer camp to be, like 
I had friends who did. <laughs> like, I had friends who were like, I've gone to the summer camp since I was six. Like, these are my, like, camp friends. That kind of bond is forever. Um, and that's more like what I expected it to be like, you know, like, kind of like a summer camp with homework. Um, and, like, I think my expectations were just kind of so simple that I, like, what happened was above and beyond what I expected because I really tried not to expect a lot. Um, I was expecting that to be a lot more competitive socially, but everyone really just is looking for friends and everyone is just figuring mm -hmm. that out in their own way. Um, mm -hmm. which was like a little happy, like a happy surprise for me. Um, but my expectations, I think were definitely weird. Like I kind of had an idea, but I also like didn't. And I was going in like with this knowledge that like was adjacent to what I thought college was, but wasn't exactly on mm -hmm. track. Well, Shit, I thought it was about to be, <laughs> I thought it was about to be like a state school. I mean, state school. I, was with, I was with Jacob Sykes and Jacob, if, 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 if anyone, Jacob. if anyone is listening to this, goes to Harvard, they definitely know Jacob Sykes, you know, he's the man on campus. <laughs> the so, man. So I was staying with him and I was going everywhere and, and I was at all the parties with him and it was, um, it was a fun time. I expected it to be like that every weekend, but, um, I mean, I guess that's just the life of, of Jacob Sykes, you know, it's just, it's a fun time, but, um. No, I mean, I mean, for real. I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be a lot better than it was the first year, at least, at least for the beginning of the year. Um, but by the end of the year, I definitely, definitely got after it a ton. Um, but it did not meet my expectations for the first term, especially being in season. Couldn't really do anything. So. All right. So my next question is, if we're you know looking for you on a Friday or a Saturday night, where could we find you? Hmm. I'm most likely hanging out with my, like, I have a very t tight, like, small friend group of, like, literally people I met my first, like, week of school, and we're now best friends, um, and combining them with Alpha Phi, and, like, whatever Alpha Phi is doing that night, so I'm really, like, I always say, like, I try to turn my weekends into, like, a craft, as in I am the glue, bringing, like, different people I love together to hang out. Okay, so something you mentioned was Alpha Phi. Um, could you please tell us a little bit more about how you got involved with it, how it's been going for you? Um, so I got involved just because I was like interested in it and I had heard like of it on campus. Um, when I was applying to college, Greek life was really important to me. I went to a really small art school that was super clicky. Um, and I just saw like a sorority as like just a group of friends who like hang out and who are not interested in being clicky or not interested in like, you know, bringing other people down. Um, and so I kind of went in with like this belief that I didn't really feel like I looked like a sorority girl or I didn't act like a sorority girl. And throughout the process, I was like, wait, no, actually like these are my people. Like there is no sorority girl. There is no alpha fee girl. It's just like women who care and love other women and other femme identifying people. Um, so I did the interview process, kind of looking just for friends through that. And then when I was accepted, I was super excited. And now, like, I've really made some fantastic connections. Um, and they, like, these girls make me so happy. Um, I, it's, like, one of the best experiences I think I could have done my freshman year that has, like, positive, positively affected my life off campus over the summer, coming back, like, all throughout my time at Harvard as I was, like, affiliated with them. North, we didn't forget about you now. Um, so if we're looking for you, where can we find you on a Friday or Saturday night? Friday is um, 
either either we would uh, well I, I had a good group of friends that I'd go out with for the like um, after after the first term I found a good group of friends to go out with it like every weekend so I'd usually if there was no mixers or anything on campus um, I was on campus I would go out into the city um, I have a couple friends at different colleges which was really helped out because if I could go to a party at Harvard I would just go to a party at another school or go to some of my friends apartments over there or even visit other schools around here um, so I really found something to do. Like you, you could not catch me studying or doing any type of schoolwork after after the workday on on Friday. Um, so I, I was always doing something. I mean, I honestly don't know where I'd catch myself on Friday or Saturday night. There's no like one place because I would be all over the place on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> so you are a little road run. Hold on. Do y'all hear? That? Or is it just me? Hold on. Let me open this window. Oh no! Here comes the chorus. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Let me stop. Oh, wait, 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 Okay, I see some of our like, guests are coming from that party and coming to join us, so we'll just wait for them to knock, but I hope they had fun over there. Seems like, you know, they doing it thing. Oh, and here they are. Hey, y'all. I'm Abby Amuto. I take the She Series. I'm a junior in class of 22, taking a semester off. Uh, moved around a lot as a kid, but my white man's paperwork is from Australia and I did high school in Houston, but shout out Nigeria. That's where my parents are from. Um, and I reside in Elliott House. Hi, I'm Anthony Nelson. I'm class of 22. I take the He series. I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I'm in the Kirkland House. Hey everyone, my name is Tanya. Um, I take the She series. I am an off cycle second semester sophomore right now. I am um, in Lowell House, or affiliated, not in Lowell House, but affiliated with Lowell House, and I'm from London, England, but you'd never be able to tell from how I speak. My name is Michael Montella, and my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm from Stillwater, New Jersey, and I'm in Elliott House, class of 2021 formally, but I'm taking the upcoming year off, so now I'm class of 2022. Hello, Abby, Anthony, Tanya, and Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're ready to start spilling some tea. So Rue and North have had about just one year on campus. Y'all have had a little bit more time on campus. So given your experiences, how would you describe social life to a first year? Um, social life can be many different things, really depending on who your crowd is and who you find in your friend group. It can either be hanging out, going to get food in the square. It can be going out to Boston. It could be somehow finding your way into a bar or all types of different things. But it really depends on who you decide to hang out with and really what's your speed. But like, it's, it is what you make it. I think Harvard Social Life is, uh, I think one-on-one, -on -one, Harvard Social Life is really interesting, just full of really interesting people who are generally all really passionate often about really niche things which i love <laughs> hearing about um and i think like yeah i just think that like one by one the harvard community and the people you meet and get to meet in normal circumstances just are such like an interesting and like varied group of people um which is one thing that i just like adore about harvard like i'll meet some kid who i think is going to be a frat bro and he's like oh i took a gap year and i like was doing like professional ballet dancing the whole year <laughs> and i'm just like this this is i love this this is harvard um but i would say that the like aggregate social scene uh -huh. um the first word that popped into my head was elitist i feel ah, like it's yeah speak about it yeah 
<laughs> I think that the aggregate social scene is like a bit uptight. I think that like, I don't know. I just tell kids or I tell my friends at other schools, like we list things and they're like, some of our most annoying frats list things. Other than that, like, I can't imagine that every single party or most parties are going to be listed. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, on an aggregate, I wouldn't use the most positive words. That's not to say that I haven't had fun nights and fun times, but it's always felt when it's not on, like, a small, like, one-by-one or small group level of, like, friends that I'm really close with, it always just feels like people are trying too hard, but it's not their fault that they're trying too hard. They're kind of being made to try too hard by the environment. I would first describe it as separated between the freshman experience and then your next three years. So the freshman experience is super unique. It's very much concentrated in Harvard Yard um, and it's super open and inclusive. And like, those are kind of just like your buzzwords, but everyone knows everybody. Everyone's invited to a dorm party. Things are very open and easygoing. And that's the freshman year experience. Then um, things definitely change with sophomore year. There's the, there's the punch process in the fall and like some students choose to be a part of that, others do not. For those that do not, I'm sure their college social experience is tremendous and just different. But for those who do choose to do the punch track, um, then your sophomore fall is, you know, pretty much defined by you trying to get into the various clubs that are on Harvard's campus. And then after that, if you do get into one of the clubs, you're a member um, for your last two and a half years of college. And that is a very different social experience in freshman year. I would not describe it as inclusive. I would definitely describe it as exclusive. Um, parties are listed. A lot of events are members only. Some spaces are members only. And um, yeah, it's, it's very different. I think it's something that you can be as involved or not involved as you want. But once you're involved, everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other's business. Like once you're in a circle, like that circle, there's, here's the thing, there's probably, I'd say five different social circles. I don't know if I could categorize them all, but there's the black people, there's the final clubs. And then there's probably a few that I just don't know because I don't run it. Oh, athletes. And then maybe two more that I just haven't heard of, you know? Um, but all of those people, everyone mixes, everyone knows each other, everyone knows their business. If you don't know it directly, you've like heard it from someone else. Like it's just very intimate. But if you're outside of that social circle, like I honestly, nobody, nobody knows what's going on in your life. So I think it's pretty easy to be a private person if you step out of that. But once you're in it, babes, I don't know you, but I know you, you know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of how it I is. See. But apart from that, like, cause that could be positive or negative. I personally don't care about my business being thrown around. I just, I mean, if it's funny, talk about it, honestly, like that's how I feel. That's what I'll do. But I think in other ways to describe it, I think it's fun. Like I don't leave Boston, but you could. People talk about things being close. If it's not within five minutes or on my way to something else, it's not close. I'm not going. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. It is, far. To the quad. it is far, far away. It's far. Like <laughs> over 15 minutes, it's not happening. It needs to be mm, 10 or less. So I never go into the city, but you could. Like the times I've done it, it's been cute or whatever. It's also cold all the time. So that restricts things. <laughs> freezing frigid but yeah what is there to do i guess like party i just go to the black parties i'm a habitual black party or you know and then uh the final club parties one thing i'll <laughs> say though when i became a sophomore and the final club stuff started becoming big and the black party started dropping off from my age group i was kind of like guys can we just collectively decide to go back to the <laughs> to the black parties because those oh. were so much fun but after a fr after you're a freshman mm -hmm. like there's no one your age going to them anymore because everyone's in their finals club circle or whatever. So then 
it it's less fun for you because you're just surrounded by I don't want to say babies, but babies, yes. This is another question that I asked to Root and North that I'm going to ask you all again, given you've had a little bit more time on campus and time to reflect. Um, but think back to when you were a first year, then think back to when you were about to be a first year. What were some of your expectations for social life at Harvard coming in? Hmm. That's interesting. Um, you know... I really did not know what to expect. Um, neither, neither, like I, I have siblings, but neither of them went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Neither of my parents went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. I did not know anyone at the school prior to getting there. Um, so I was going in very unaware. And for all I knew, it could be the biggest party school in the world or just totally <laughs> academic. And I was going to adjust either way. Um, so expectations, I just didn't really have them, honestly, when it comes to the, to the social scene. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the reality was probably more party heavy than I was actually expecting. Talking to friends who go to other schools, they're like, oh, it sounds like you guys have pretty great parties. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're kind of right. (laughs) So like, I think it it doesn't get its, Harvard actually does have a pretty good social scene. Definitely huge flaws to it, very exclusive, but um, there are parties. Yeah, I must say, I didn't know anything about Harvard before I got in, actually. After I got in, I started doing some Googling, which is like, girl, you were behind. Like, you should have known all of this. So I was kind of like, dang, like I was Googling basic shit. Like, are people normal? I don't know if I can scroll. Are people normal? (laughs) Are people nice? Like, I was looking up stuff. The only people that, only videos I would see were black people. So, I mean, no, sorry, I wish. The only videos (laughs) I would see about Harvard social life, obviously all race is good, whatever, but I would never see any black people talking about the social life. So I was like, Mm. You being a white man going to the school, your social life is going to be very different from mine. Because I've known with predominantly white institutions, me being a black girl at a PWI, my social experience will be very different from the white boy next to me. So I was like, I'm not hearing anything relevant to me. So I had no idea. And then I came to Visitas. I did go to that. And I went to Eleganza, which Mm. is like that fashion show dance thing. And I was like, oh, my God, what are they? Oh, my goodness. I was looking at their outfits. I was like, oh. Harvard students are naked. This is, I am shocked. Like I was shocked in a good way though. Like I was impressed. I was like, oh, look at the range. You know, we got brains, we got beauty. We've got excitement. We've got dance. We've got twerking, all of it. It's, it's, it's the versatility is gorgeous, gorgeous, you know? So yeah. So after seeing that, I was like, okay, it might be fun. But also in high school, I'd never partied. So anything, any parties was going to be fun to me. Like in high school, like I'm a very social person, but I had very protective Nigerian parents. So I was ready for college to see what there was to come, but honestly didn't have expectations, which is good because I was I was happy with what I got. I'm sure if you actually had fun in high school, you might have other thoughts, to be honest. Some people do, but I had a good time, so yeah. And another question, once again, going to our lovely upperclassmen. If we were looking for you on a Friday or Saturday night, where could we find you? Oh, on a Friday or Saturday night? Um... You know, I always, I'm always into Big Shay's Bar, like Shay's Bar, right? Wait, what's that? What's that? Shay's, it's right near Black Sheep Cafe. It's super old, very charming on the inside. Definitely there on a Friday night. Um, and then there's Longfellow Bar above Alden and Harlow, so some friends and I like to go there. And then um, it's just a matter of whatever's open. A friend texts like, oh, this club's open. And then we'll go there for the evening. I don't want to, I'm trying to avoid saying like specific club names because I don't yeah, want to. No, no. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. 
<laughs> some club, some some place on some mysterious on, nebulous Mount, Mount Auburn, something on Mount Auburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This little this little side street. <laughs> um, do you venture into the quad? Do you venture on never, the never? Honestly, no. It's so bad. It's so bad. I I truly have been there. Maybe three or four times in total since my like Harvard experience, like even freshman year, I was like one of those kids who would just at all costs not want to go to the quad. Thankfully I didn't get put there. Friday uh, in bed, asleep, good night. Because <laughs> I would have practiced Saturday mornings somewhere between 8.30 and 10 ah! every Saturday. So Fridays were absolutely never, ever, ever gonna happen for Never, me. never, ever. ever. I would party once a week. That week, once. that day of the week was always Saturday. So <laughs> Friday, you're not gonna find me. You might find me like out, but not partying. Mm. Actually, I'm lying. You're probably not, gonna, I'm sorry, you're not gonna find me out. Like you're really not. Fridays at Harvard are dead. I don't know why, they're cursed. Even when I like, if I ever had the opportunity to do a Friday, Fridays are dead. Fridays dead. are not a thing, which is strange because at other schools they're partying from Tuesday and by Tuesday I mean Sunday <laughs> all the way through Sunday again. Like they party every single day. Harvard is not like that. You get one day and that's Saturday. So on Saturdays, you can find me at the black party, which is usually unfortunately in the quad. The one quad. thing I like about the black community is we don't do like stand around little shindigs. I mean, sure you can with your close friends, but like if it's a black party, everyone knows which party is that one for the weekend. There's yep. not multiple functions yep. and we're all at the same one. Yep. So that's the one that's gonna be fun. That's the one that's gonna have lots of people in it. And that's where you're gonna find me, you know? <laughs> oh boy, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I mean, this is just like, because I left this is this is not good. <laughs> I hate because I, I so I left Saturday. I'm uh, not Saturday. I left sophomore fall, mm -hmm. um, and then when I came back, so okay, sophomore spring. Where could you find me on a Friday or Saturday night? Much more proud of where I would have been then. I either would have been like with some of my best friends or like maybe going to a bar, um, going to like fig things. We had mm -hmm. a big fig event um, that I really really loved. Fig prom that I'm always in Elliot Grill. Yeah, yeah. So that was like, I was mostly, I would say like sophomore spring, I was taking it pretty easy because I just didn't want to get concussed again. Oh, also went to a few like um, live performances, like Clean Plate Club, did a live performance at this bar that starts with C, Cantab, Cantab. So like that's another place. Um, so yeah, so I like, I like where I was at going out sophomore spring. Um, freshman fall and especially freshman spring, where you could find me literally any night I was going out was the PSK, which was just like, <laughs> just all girls, almost entirely, like not entirely first year girls, but like very, very, very many. And mm -hmm. just like fun times were had, but also, <laughs> you know, not my proudest moment. So Tanya, you talked about this little bit of a like shift that happened for you socially. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how and like maybe why that happened? Just sophomore fall when I like briefly went through punch and like was on the other, not other side of it, obviously, because I didn't join a club, but like mm -hmm. that midway part. I just didn't really love like getting more entrenched in the club social scene and definitely didn't love the values of a lot of the clubs. And so I found that when I left for my concussion and came back, I mean, part of the shift was that I didn't want to get another concussion. So like going out and like tight crowded spaces is not my like, top priority um but also I just definitely felt like when I came back I just thought you know I've met such cool people at Harvard 
why have I spent so much of the time that I have free, like, not talking to them? Like, why does it always have to be in these, like, sweaty kind of stressful situations where you're, like, I'm on the list and, like, oh, my God. So I was, like, let's try and actually, like, you know, I can still, like, drink and have fun, but why not do it with 15 people in, like, someone's room and have a really good time or or go to, like, see some friends perform and have, like, mm-hmm. a drink at the bar instead of, like, try and elbow my way in, you know? <laughs> no, literally club. elbow like, your way in. Literally fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could go on a boxing ring now and I could be a professional. Yeah, <laughs> totally. 100%. <laughs> All right, so let's finally address the, the elephant <laughs> in the room. Uh, the final clubs. And, you know, even though a small percentage of the student body is in them, obviously um, it's affecting a lot of people in our student body because most of you have brought them up in some of your responses to questions. So do you all just have any thoughts about final clubs, their existence, and the way in which they take up space on campus and in our social life? I have like very strong feelings about like my club space within the social scene. And, you know, I think my first thing when you were asking about the social scene, one thing that is very noticeable is just how the final clubs situate men with respect to women. They are in the positions of power. They're the ones inviting women into, into their spaces. They're the ones inviting them to their parties, whereas women are seeking out that invitation in a lesser position structurally. And I think you know, like we are at a campus of a lot of politically active students and we would like to see a United States and a world of greater gender equity. And for me, it starts with cleaning our own house first first, and making sure that our final clubs reflect the world that we would like to see and our social scene reflects the world that we would like to see. And right now, I don't think anyone could say that it does. Like there should be greater gender inclusion at them. And then, you know, there's Final clubs, in my opinion, a second point of this is like final clubs are very similar to Harvard as an institution. Harvard is an engine of mobility. It connects a lot of students with a powerful education that changes their lives, and it connects them with an alumni network that, again, changes their lives. Final clubs do not have the same quote-unquote causal power as Harvard as an institution, but they do have a lot. They are hubs of social capital. And when certain student groups are either underrepresented or systematically excluded from the clubs, that is that is a problem because we want this institution to really be changing the lives for as many people as possible. And um, I can say from experience like that, my experience in my given club was just incredibly instrumental to my success of like navigating the internship process and securing a coveted internship. Um, so that's like a second thing that I want to add. And then, you know, the third thing that I would quickly say is that Harvard has this expectation of bringing students together from all over the world, from different backgrounds, to come together and understand one another. People coming from all white communities or all black communities and understanding one another. And that is so integral to what our education is supposed to be. A final club can be that place. I know that because my club is that place. We are co-ed and we hash out so many disagreements as a club in a community conversation. It's a moment for men, women, and everyone to come together and discuss like disagreements and we truly hash them out. And by the end of our club membership, like you walk away with a different understanding of other people in your club, a different understanding of what people, people's realities are. And it's so powerful. And when our clubs are, again, systematically excluding certain groups, they are forfeiting the potential of those conversations. They are forfeiting the potential of that growth. And that is deeply a problem. So I think for those three reasons, there's a huge normative case to have more inclusive final clubs. And, uh, and like I have tons of friends in single gender clubs, but for me, it's just like, 
if you're in those clubs at the bare minimum, you have to actively be advocating for inclusion within them um, or else you're just not, you're not cutting it right now. I know like after lots of clubs sued um, <laughs> Harvard over the sanctions, you know, they're lifted now. Um, do you have like, do you have any thoughts about that, about like Harvard deciding to do the sanctions, like anything? Yeah, I mean, I do. Um, as Harvard admitted, its policy was legally dubious. Um, we In the United States, we do have freedoms of assembly and we do, and you cannot be discriminated against for your sex. And I think on those two grounds, the, the policy was definitely going to be held up. That is not to say that I don't believe in it in spirit, similar to what the university said. And also just because you're free to have an assembly and free to join these clubs, it does not mean that you're free from criticism. So even though the policy is no longer here, it's up to students to really have constant, to have conversations with their peers and fight for change internally. Someone else like sent me an article today about, let me pull up the name, oh my gosh. It was from, it was this person, oh, Reginald, Hudland? I don't, I don't know how to say his last name. Hmm. But essentially, um, long story short, this person texted me and said that this person, he's an alum, he made a f- short film called House Party, and it was about the social scene at Harvard in the 80s. And hmm. he's class of 84. And they used to throw ragers in the D-halls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've yes, this, and yeah. they called it House Party. And then they were talking about once they stopped allowing those, like, then clubs kind of you know, started getting more back into the social scene. So, like, it's always, like, cut off the supply and then... This. Totally. I mean, there's, to put it in, like, annoying economics terms, there's an artificial scarcity of social spaces. And there's no reason that we cannot have things other than a final club. And historically, we have had the houses or the yard to be those hubs. That's what I would say. And then also, I mean, the onus is also on students. Like, you can create spaces and you can have parties that are fun and bring people away from the clubs i know that because you know shout out to fig magazine that fashion magazine on our campus they had they had a dope fig prom in elliott grill it was open to everybody literally had like pizza and some franzia and it was so fun everybody went everyone skipped final clubs parties i left a club dinner to be there it was a much better time than i would have had otherwise and like it's up to, if students are disgruntled with the social scene, which they should be, then make a new one and do it. You heard Michael, make a new one and do it. If you upset about it, stop complaining about it, make a new one, period. All right, so now I wanna take this conversation into another little aspect of social life, which is dating and hookup culture. So I would first love to hear if you even think dating and or hookup culture exists. And then if you think it exists, do you think that there's more dating or there's more hooking up that occurs on campus? Very complex issue, okay? Um, I'm gonna shamelessly shout myself out. I will be making a video about this on Live Lumani at YouTube. Go find me, my Instagram, 14 underscore Abby. Let me go ahead, promote myself. Thank you, Harvard. But let me get into it, okay? Because people being taken out on dates, the white women I know, they're on dates constantly. They're having a good ass time. It's lovely, it's professional. They're getting wined and dined, fed multiple times a week. It's beautiful, okay? So let's start there. That's th- that's who's dating. If you're a white person coming to Harvard, get excited, you might find your husband. Congratulations. Now, let's get into it for people looking like me, the people that it's relevant to that I'm speaking to, my audience. Go check out my YouTube, everybody else as well, but the black women, come on. 
Yes, I'm sorry, babes, it's not happening. It might, here's when it might happen. Let's look at the scale of chocolate in your skin. Let's look at colorism. If you're light skin, you can consider it. If you're light skin and you have, you know, non 4C hair, you can consider it. Um, and then if you're not, they're, they're actually gonna play so many games with you that you're gonna be hurt. Yeah, so I, well, I mean, I think our campus definitely has hookup, hookup culture, but students definitely want relationships. Every single one of my friends, I talk to them, like, they want to be cuffed. Guys and girls alike, myself included, we want to be cuffed. But I think that, like, by virtue of being Harvard students, um, there's, like, I think everyone has a degree of an ego. And it's just, like, you're always looking for the perfect person trying to secure them for a relationship. And everyone feels not quite good enough. And I think that's a pretty pervasive feeling within the Harvard community. Um, that, and, you know, and then also think about just, like, Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and all those various apps, um, you just have essentially a limitless supply of potential partners. So it's harder to like appreciate a given person because you're like, oh, the next person I swipe on might be more attractive, more charming, smarter, so on and so forth. So I think those two things together, just like the vir like the characteristics of Harvard students, but then also how dating apps work and like given our use of them those two things together cause a lot of us to not be in the relationships that we would desire. In addition to like, I guess, career ambitions and like, we're very busy, we're busy beavers. Um, so don't necessarily have time for a relationship at the moment. I think that people date more, but I don't think that when they date, they're that invested. Obviously, by no means am I speaking for everyone, <laughs> but I just have found that in many of my friends' relationships, in the ways that their um, significant others act, and in my own experiences, certainly not with everyone I've been with, and I'm not gonna specify with who, but in certain circumstances, I've definitely seen, I don't know if it's like, with some people it seems like they think that, like, because they're a Harvard student and are in all these important orgs and classes and are recruiting or whatever else, like, you know, relationship is number 10 on the list. It's like everything comes first. <laughs> and then, you know, they want the relationship, but they want it to be like as low maintenance as possible, which is fine at the beginning. But after a while, it's just like, so... <laughs> um, and so that's just something I've noticed with people. Or, yeah, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if it's Harvard specific. I don't know if it's immaturity, but it just kind of seems like I've seen a lot of people enter relationships and be like, oh, wait, like... It's not just you coming over and us like sleeping, like sleeping together and then sleeping next to each other. And like, that's a relationship. And like, we go to dinner with my parents once in the semester. And it's like, no, no, that's not. Do you think that there's anything like that should be changed about current dating and or hookup culture on campus? Anything toxic about it? Yeah, I mean, I think more people got to date. I mean, dating's good. Dating's good. It, it, it's stabilizing for a lot of relationships. It helps people mature, develop various forms of intimacy. And also just like, it's another relationship that they can go to in times of need. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I think relationships are very positive. I think there's more toxicity within our hookup culture where <laughs> people are maybe not hooking up for the correct reasons. They're hooking up to be socially validated, not necessarily because they like somebody. Oh and... I also think that a lot of like social interactions, going to parties, it's like with the expectation of hooking up. And if you don't, it's almost like a night's failure. Drag me. And I think structuring, our, and that's obviously like people will disagree with that. But I think 
I think that definitely sets up people to feel inadequate and maybe not necessarily be doing the right things for the right reasons. Hiccup culture definitely exists, so that's what you're looking for. And I think that, honestly, I respect the, the people who do go for hookup culture rather than trying to low maintenance a relationship if they don't want to put effort in a relationship because i'm mm. like if you know that that's all that you want and you're willing to communicate that power to you like right. nothing wrong with that right. um but i have had some weird experiences with hookup culture oh. at harvard <laughs> um that i wrote about in in a big article i talk about big all the time big, we love big. <laughs> last question for our tea party so maybe hopefully eventually um you know, you'll be back on campus. Seniors, not so much. But next time you go to a party, let's say you get put on aux and it is your responsibility to play the first song. What song would you Wop. play? WAP. WAP, 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 WAP. The way that I was making content related to WAP in any way that I could, I was making Instagram reels. I got more to produce. I like... That song is so good. And my quarantine was pretty chill. Like, I'm not someone, like, I love people, but I also love being alone. So, like, I wasn't even devastated by quarantine that badly. But the way that I actually felt sick that I wasn't dancing to WAP on a Saturday night when it came out, like, I was sick to my stomach. I was like, I know where I should be right now and what I should be doing, what I should be listening to. Exactly. And I'm not, and I'm I'm upset. So, yeah, I should be jumping into coordinated splits with all the other women around me. And... I should be <laughs> ripping my tendons because I'm not flexible at all. Yes. Yes. I should be. Tragic. I got the first song. Oh, Shismaya. I, I got to think about that one. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big task. Well, just off the top of my mind, the song I listened to a lot recently, it just gets me feeling smooth when I'm, when I'm, when I'm loosening up. I'm going, I'm going backseat by, by Roddy Rich. I'm, I'm popping on that on the on the pregame right there. Outcast always got bangers. Um, I mean, yeah, just some you know along those lines. People you sing along, it's a household song. You know, it's a good time. All right, you remember First Chance Dance? I actually didn't go to that. I was actually asleep. <gasps> yeah, I had I had lifts the next morning. You didn't go to First Chance Dance? Nah, I actually didn't. I heard it was fun though. I had a lot of friends that did go. So let me tell you about First Chance Dance. First Chance Dance, um, run by Crimson Key, at least my first year. I vividly remember the shirts. Um, they were very cute, very cute, very coordinated. Um, but essentially, it was in Northwest Labs. I think it is, like, still there. Anyway, you, like, descend. You know the little staircase they got in Northwest Labs? You dis descend a little um, staircase, do-do-do-do-do. And first, like, you, everybody kind of had, like, a different vibe they were going for with the dress code. Like, me, I was in a, like, V-neck cut, uh, like, deep cut dress, had a high slit in the leg, too. And then to top it off, I had on some little Jesus sandals. I had on sandals. The little ones with the patterns you strap across the foot, I had on sandals. I was cute and comfortable. Had some people that was wearing little jeans and, you know, and some people was wearing like button downs, you know, everybody was doing their own thing. It really wasn't a clear cut dress code. Like some people really came to show up and show out. Some people just said, I'm just here to stand in the corner and sip my Kool-Aid. <laughs> One song. Okay. Let me see. I'm, I'm low-key pulling up. We, I have this playlist that I made called Figgy Get Jiggy with the help of others. But Figgy, hold like up. Figgy Get Shiggy. Figgy get jiggy. Figgy get jiggy. Okay, okay. We need figgy get jiggy right now. The Harvard community needs figgy get jiggy. I'll send it to you right after this. Okay. So this song, 
it depends on whether it's the song that I would vibe out to the most or whether it's the song that I think like other people would vibe out to the most. Um, mm. Okay, let's let's, see. Let, let's go with For the Party. For the Party. For the Party, okay. Ooh, you know what? I think right now, if I was back on campus, I'd probably... I think... Oh, shit. I might go for Pony. It's Pony? such a classic. Genuine? Genuine? Yeah. Oh, you trying to make some babies. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Can one of y'all open that window again real quick? All right. I gotta go. That's my song. I'm gonna see y'all later. Thank you so much for coming. I, I really gotta go. I really gotta go dance. That's my song. Levitated, <laughs> sprinted, even to this party just for them to start clapping on one and three and putting their arms around each other and swinging from side to side. Look, I just, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. I hope to see you next time where we will dive right back into the Harvard community.